I'm joined today by Nigel Clark, who is a professional services marketing specialist. And we are here to talk about a, an emerging challenge, which is the challenge of marketing sustainability. Uh, it sounds like a little bit of a mouthful, but it really is when you come to look at the granular level of detail. Nigel and I have spent uh, many a long hour discussing the challenges, but interestingly, also opportunities, and we'll hopefully cover some of those as we go through this conversation, of this whole thing of marketing sustainability. So I know from your perspective, Nigel, I mean, let's get right into the detail, kind yeah. of right from the off. What, what do you understand by marketing sustainability? How, how would you kind of sum the whole thing up? Yeah, so I, I think one can get lost in the semantics, really, um, because you hear people talk about marketing sustainability, you hear people talk about sustainable marketing, you know, are they one and the same thing? Are they different? Um, I think for me, what this is about, which is which is very much the theme of sustainability in general, which is how do you bring the concepts and the importance of sustainability and everything that goes with it into the mainstream and integrate it into everything that you're doing. So it becomes absolutely central, absolutely fundamental, right at the heart, not as a separate stream, not as a different pathway, not as a sideshow, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. So that, and I know this is a little bit of a cliche, but almost to the point that you don't need to talk about it anymore because what you are doing is by its very nature sustainable. So whether you call it sustainable marketing or marketing sustainability, it becomes the same thing really, because you are being a professional marketer, you're marketing your business or your organization or whatever, and you're doing it in a sustainable way because your organization is operating sustainably. And so the story that you're telling is the story of the organization. So that's that's for me the number of it. That's for me about how do we get something that is a little bit of a misunderstood or complex sideshow right into the right into the heart of it. And and I'm 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 sure we'll sure we'll come on to it because I know it's a an area of of great interest and passion for for you and and, and, and no doubt many of your listeners, but the whole conversation that I'm, you know, I've heard on previous podcasts you've had around purpose, that comes into it. That comes into it as well because if you get that right at the front, right at the the, the, the centre of what you're doing, then everything else flows from there. It is interesting, isn't it? When, when you start thinking about this, there's, I mean, for those of us who were around back in the day when digital started to emerge yeah. into the old traditional marketing space, there feels like there's a lot of similarities here because it was all about the patience game. Some people got it. Some people wanted to embrace it. They saw the opportunity. Suddenly there was this, you know, new set of, you know, different channels that you could literally contact anybody, anywhere. And, you know, it wasn't the age old thing of, you know, you spend this amount of money and it works but you don't yeah. know kind of how it worked or you know all those old uh, adages it feels that this is very very similar that some people are really getting it some brands are already embracing it they're kind of 
pivoting or they're repositioning themselves. And yet there seem to be a lot, and I would say probably right now, a significant majority who are kind of either on the fence about, well, should we jump? Should we start doing this thing? Or is it too too much in the kind of the too hard to do box? Kind of, is this all going to be, do you think about just really the long game? It is about being patient or should we start right now? I, I think I think the point that you make about, you know, and you, yes, like you, I've been kind of around the block long enough to remember marketing before the digital revolution. Um, and I think whereas today, you know, you will have people in your teams or in your organizations or in your um, agencies who are digital specialists. I think that's, you know, you're always going to need specialists, but you wouldn't find a marketer out there today who sort of says, oh, no, I don't really do digital. You know, I I do every, you know, I don't think I need to understand it. I don't think we need it in our organization. Um, You know, it's it's kind of irrelevant. You know, it's we we do all the kind of old school stuff, pre-digital, and we're still just as successful as we ever were. I don't think you find a marketer. You won't find a marketer who kind of goes, yeah, Josie over there is our digital marketer and I'm our non-digital marketer. You know, nobody sort of says I'm a non-digital marketer. Um, and I think sustainability, whilst there obviously is a differences, the, co- the, the, the concept for us as marketing pro- professionals is exactly the same thing. I don't think five years from now, even three years from now, Hopefully, anybody will say, I'm in marketing. I've got absolutely nothing to do with sustainability. We've got a kind of sustainability crew over there, but I don't have to touch it. Um, I think we're all going to need to understand this because it's going to become central to our all of our organisations. And therefore, it's going to have to become central to, 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 to marketing. Maybe the, maybe the difference is that the digital aspect of marketing has not necessarily spread out organization wide. So I think sustainability is more pervasive than the digital revolution is because the digital revolution has affected every marketer. It's not necessarily affected every business. I think the sustainability revolution is going to affect every organization and it's going to affect every every marketer. That might be the slight difference. But in terms of that wave of, you know, we're not quite there. I think you would agree with marketing. But, you know, I can see a situation in a few years time where people kind of going, why are we learning digital marketing separately? Because it's just part of what we do. I think that 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 comparison with sustainability is very well drawn. Yeah, and I, the the way that you describe that, and I think this is just so 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 useful if if a marketer is listening to this conversation, because you know at the heart of kind of what we do as marketers, communication specialists, business developers, salespeople, whatever you might want to call yourself. It is about reflecting the voice of the customer. So whoever your yeah. customer is in its broadest sense, um, but customer, you could say, you know, range of stakeholders, for example, is one of the challenges. I, I kind of really want to get into the, the heart of this kind of where are these big challenges? Why aren't we seeing this kind of big impetus coming from marketers to say, we've got to do it, we've got to do it now. So I want to kind of go a little bit deeper onto this one. If, yeah. if we are the custodian of the voice of the customer, reflecting that back into the organization, 
we know the world and the media, you know, the world of the customer, the world of the consumer is so now aware of green credentials. They're so aware of your carbon footprint. And if they can see yeah. there's a brand over there that's doing great stuff, they're going to go for that rather than the average company who possibly isn't even on, you know, on that journey yet. So why is it then, do we think, and this is addressing this question, I guess, to both of us, really, but why is it, do we think then, that so many marketers at the moment are almost using the excuse, oh, I'm too busy, can't can't do that, or, yeah. or it hasn't actually become significant enough in my business to really kind of take hold of that. So we're just doing business as usual for now. Why is it that if we are reflecting the voice of the customer, the customer's ready, we're still not factoring it into the everyday marketing planning we're doing? No, and I think you're right. I think I think there are different there are different avenues that we can we can talk about here as to why why that is the case, and and I'll try and do it in a way where I don't don't sound as if I'm trying to beat up marketers or even beat up the man in the street or the woman in the street. I think that there is an element of the top, the, the customer behavior has lagged customer opinion. So I think there is, you know, if, if, if I'm going to be fair on marketers, I think if marketers are looking at customer metrics, customer needs analysis, customer data, then I think in a lot of businesses, it is fair to say that whilst customers might have been saying something, they've not necessarily been backing that up with action. So that knowing doing gap has certainly been there. You can find lots of surveys about customers saying, yes, I would buy green or buy eco or whatever it might be. You can also find an equal number of surveys which show that that willingness to, to move has not been reflected in. And, and you know, you can you can equally come up with with, you know, opinions around, you know, the impact of the pandemic or now the cost of living crisis or whatever it might be has has slowed that down but i think there is a viewpoint that that trend that shift hasn't happened in terms of customer behavior as fast as people expected but i think now you are seeing that move quite dramatically and i see i think you are seeing some of the big brands um, some of the big high street names really come to the party. Um, and I truly believe, and not just because I'm passionate about the subject, I truly believe that marketers can help their businesses get ahead of the curve rather than following it. So I don't think marketers have been helping their organisations kind of get on the lead wave. I know there's this whole thing about, you know, you don't want to be on the bleeding edge or whatever, but... But but I think marketers have have lagged rather than being been a been ahead of been ahead of the curve. And I think all the issues about complexity and you know isn't our job just to sell more stuff, you know, all of that has kind of got in a lot of that has got in the got in the way. And I appreciate the last few years have been difficult for us all. So there's been a tendency 
not just amongst marketing, but amongst, amongst all professions to sort of kind of, you know, as long as we're, as long as we're just kind of doing what we need to do or getting the job done, then that's okay. But I think, you know, we are, we are, we are behind. Yeah. And, and when we have talked, and I know you and I talked a little bit about this as well, is when, when we talk about that getting ahead of the, the curve, as it were, as you say, not maybe right to the bleeding edge of it, because, yeah. you know, there's a, a lot of risk associated with that and i think a lot of companies at the moment are feeling a lot of brands a lot of marketers feeling that the risk kind of profile of their organization now is is too sensitive to really be kind of cutting edge here but if in your sector you see there's opportunities to get a little bit of a competitive edge i mean do, do you feel that that might be the thing that you know a marketer listening to this might thinking okay, I, I really do need to kind of own this thing now. I've got to take a bit more accountability. Would that be a, a tangible and valid way of starting this conversation within the organisation? Yeah. If, I, if they I, see competitive angle as being really important, yeah. because everybody gets that, don't they? Yeah, and, and I think we all know that differentiation is a, re is a really tough gig. You know, when we're teaching... When, when we're teaching marketing, you know, you and I have done classes, you know, there's endless numbers of classes and online tutorials and things like that. And, and we, we talk about, you know, marketers talk about differentiation all of the time. Business leaders talk about differentiation. We also know that differentiation is difficult. You know, there are not in a lot of, a lot of categories and a lot of sectors, it's not easy to stand apart from your competitor. You know, um, it's quite easy, you know, despite all the rules and regulations around intellectual property, it's quite easy with using digital tools to kind of catch up, overtake, get past your competitor, copy. You know, the, if you think of, you know, anybody listening to this now, sort of if you can say to them okay tell me something or tell me a a, a, a set of a set of you know distinctive aspects of your product your service your brand which you know cut out the marketing you know proverbial what really sets you apart from your competition is there clear blue water between you and your competition and in today's environment, where can you create distinctiveness? Where can you create differentiation? I think this is one area where there is clear opportunity to, to be distinctive and to be different. Um, and I don't think that marketers are helping their organization. Not, not every marketer, but I think a lot of marketers are not helping their organizations see that see that opportunity yeah and i would say from my experience and the angles that i'm seeing in the sectors that i'm um, supporting and working with i would 100 percent agree and i i don't think it's kind of sector specific i think it is across the board here which in itself is actually quite interesting i mean i know a, a word that um, we've talked about before and um, this has been a very interesting word which somebody i've uh, been mentoring uh, sort of came up with and, I, and i'm hearing it now as soon as you hear one of these things you can't unhear it um, but this word is unpacking what i need 
need, said this person, is help unpacking the complexity. She said, I mean, yeah. we totally get it. We understand it as a business. You know, we know we're going to do it, got to do it, which was interesting. She said, but I really need help unpacking it. Now, I yeah. know you've been doing a lot of work um, in terms of new programs, in terms of uh, almost uh, a manifesto, if you like, of, of trying to sort of take this thing forward. Where would you begin as a as a marketing kind of thought leader, if you like, in this space? Where would you begin to help somebody to kind of unpack the complexities of this thing? Yeah, so so I think the the, the first thing, like like any situation, is to is to kind of ex, you know or or not kind of revel in the complexity. Because I think actually one of the, you know, I have a, a little bit of a manifesto as to why I think marketers should be at the front of this agenda, not at the back of this agenda. And one of it is, I think actually marketers innately are very good at getting to getting to the point, identifying, you know, not necessarily simplicity, because sometimes simplicity is, you know, true simplicity is difficult to achieve, but actually really cutting through and identifying where the key issues or the key points are. Because as marketers, as communicators, we know that as soon as you try and communicate complexity, you lose people. So we know that before we start to speak, before we start to listen, we really need to try and get, chunk it down and, un, you know, I'll use your word, unpack things. Um, a lot of work has been done in this area. It's not necessarily marketing led work, but there is a lot of business thinkers out there. So I know you're familiar with it and we've talked about it before, but the, the concept of the triple bottom line or the people planet profit model or people planet profit purpose model that i think on one level helps people kind of cut through there is a the sustainability professionals i think sometimes revel in the complexity and they almost try to make it more 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 complex than it than it needs to it's it it can be complex but you can unpack it so that is one one angle that I always encourage people to look at because you do need to understand where the impacts of your brand or your organization or your product or your service are. You know, it's really important to know where is the where's the biggest risk and where's the biggest opportunity. So breaking out the the, the triple bottom line is one way of coming at it. What I then encourage people to do is to overlay that with your value chain because i think this is a fundamental issue one of my other points around where marketers can make a real difference is they understand that brand values brand opportunity brand risk traverses the value chain so if you go right from upstream your supply chain through your organization through distribution out to customer use so you think about right along that value chain there are opportunities and impacts right along that value chain. So if you overlay the value chain picture with that triple bottom line, I think that's a, a pretty relatively simple way 
um, of starting to think through where are your biggest risks, where are your biggest opportunities. So the, the, the issue that a lot of people come to is that the potential, you know, both in terms of risks and opportunities, a lot of it lies outside of your organizational boundaries. You know, if you're in if you're in uh, retail fashion, you probably already know that what goes on within your organizational boundaries is not where the risks or opportunities are. You know, you've got ethical sourcing issues, you've got customer use and waste and resource issues. That's that's all outside of your immediate direct control in terms of your organizational boundaries. Um, and that is not just true in, in, in retail fashion, it's, a, it's, a, it's across a lot of sectors. So being able to have that perspective and then sort of kind of going, right, okay, is this, a, is this an environmental um, issue? Is it a climate issue? Is it, are there sort of social people, um, community potential here? Um, you know, where where are the where are the opportunities? Where are the risks? That's the way to come at it. So Nigel's been um, sort of talking about things like triple bottom line and purpose. And I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to the Mindful Collective uh, website right here, right now, because a lot of that. Uh, that kind of thought leadership, a um, few little tools and ways of kind of beginning the unpacking can be found at mindfulcollective.net. So I just want to give you a little shout out uh, over that one. Um, but coming back to you, Nigel, um, after that little uh, impromptu uh, advertisement uh, burst there, um, but it's only appropriate. Yeah, we should be doing this, should be helping people to get no, the no, tools no, it's they need. Very important. Resources are really important because there's lots out there. You know, people sort of feel that they're a little bit lost and they don't know where to start there is a there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff out you say that the mindful collective material that you and the guys have put together is fantastic um the 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 the, the, the resources that that you and i have worked together on um with for cambridge marketing college um the marketers sustainability toolkit that we've recently recently launched there's there's good stuff out there that people can 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 start to use. Mm. So I was going to come on to the the toolkit, yeah. and this this is something I think again going back to that word unpacking. I think in its holistic sense, that toolkit is a great way of actually starting the conversation. So even though you might feel as a marketer, well, I've only got a small amount of control in my organization and now Nigel's telling me there's this whole supply chain thing I've got to consider but okay I'm going to start local I'm going to start kind of in where I've got a you know at least some kind of influence so um that toolkit tell me a little bit more about the toolkit and kind of what it's aiming to kind of help people do yeah well I I think the the reason why we started it and 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 just to say it's you can get it through the Cambridge Marketing College website it's freely downloadable um you know there's no um firewalls or or price or anything like that involved i think we realized that coming back to a point that i mentioned before which is there's a lot of resources out there but quite a lot of it is quite complex you know because it's a complex subject and because people don't want to leave anything out there is a risk that there's quite a lot of stuff out there that you sort of think, oh God, I've just got, you know, I've got to get almost have to get a 
you know, qualify for a PhD before I can even start. So, so we wanted to put together something relatively short, relatively simple, that could help get marketers started. Um, so that was our that was our starting principle. And I think also we wanted to sort of um, you know help people make that start by not by not sort of saying you have to do everything you know you don't have to boil the ocean you don't have to have come up with you know a 28 point plan that's going to be in you know executed over 15 years or whatever it might be um you know there's an awful lot of very very detailed um programs out there i mean People might have heard of um, uh, a, a, a scheme or a, or, or a standard that you can sign up to called B Corp, which is a good example. You know, excellent, excellent program. But but it, you know, it's no mean task. You know, it's 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 a big big commitment for your organisation. So we wanted to because we believe marketers should be leaders. We wanted to help people get started. So it's a relatively simple. You know, it's only sort of. 10 or 11 pages and most of those pages are you know simple checklists and easy to use use guides we want to give give people a chance to to get started because that's the most important thing in this space is you aren't going to get fine you aren't going to get all the answers in one go you know, even if you unpack to, to get to use that phrase again even if you unpack perfectly and you sort of, you know, quite quickly get to the point of where you see the key risks and opportunities for your organization or for your brand, you aren't going to get that perfect the first time. Um, and I would never encourage somebody to try and build that perfect model before they start. The best thing to do is to get started, is to, is to you know, not say to people, oh, we've cracked this, because that's where you get accused of greenwash, or that's where you get accused of of you know oversimplifying the the the, the subject matter. But where if you if you can make us if you can identify some good things to do, make a start, you'll learn a whole ton of stuff just by you know taking those first few steps. And that's what the 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 toolkit is aimed to do is to help you take those first few steps. Great stuff. And marketingcollege.com is the website, which I'm sure a lot of you, because I do talk about uh, Cambridge Marketing College a lot. So a lot of you will have uh, already clearly visited yeah. that page. But if you haven't, this is your first time uh, listening to this particular podcast. It's marketingcollege.com. And you can unpack for yourself the uh, the toolkit. Nigel, you're, you're, I mean, you are an evangelist on this topic. I mean, I guess much as I am at a sort of a, yeah. a lighter level, but you're, you're really kind of diving fully fully immersed into this area i mean you're talking at um, and kind of promoting the whole kind of marketing sustainability thing at a number of upcoming events there's there's one particular which is the uh, marketing meetup i think is uh, uh, sort of imminent kind of yes. what's the approach how, how are you doing this how are you kind of trying to rally the marketing troops so to speak well i suppose so i i i, I mentioned earlier um that i kind of have a rallying cry for 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 um for marketers and yes yeah, so i'm speaking at the cambridge uh cambridge meeting of the um, marketing meetup 
Um, and and actually, in in good in good marketer style, um, myself and uh, and and our, and our shared colleague from the college, Charlotte Lestien, who is also going along, we're actually primarily going to listen. You know, we we want to ask. I mean, people people might might think that we're turning up to tell them the, the 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 answers to all the questions. Actually, we want to go along and ask a few questions of ourselves. So this this point that we've been discussing about, you know, why are marketers not leading in this area? That's actually one of the things we want to ask of, you know, what better opportunity than to go to a room full of marketers and ask them what is stopping them being the being the sustainability leaders in their in their organization so part of the reason for going along is to ask that question but um but also it's it, it is to evangelize it is to it is to um encourage it is to enthuse um it is to try is to kind of you know get people using the toolkit but but the reason why i'm so enthusiastic about marketers role in this is because i said earlier Marketers can cut through can cut through complexity. That's you know we're good at that. Secondly, marketers are good at telling stories, and I think sustainability needs more positive, engaging, uplifting stories. There's an awful lot of technical data out there, all very worthy, all really important. This has to be, you know, particularly the environmental climate science has to be science based. It has to be, you know, grounded in facts. But on top of that, on top of that data, on top of that science, on top of those facts, we have to tell stories because people emotionally engage with stories. They don't emotionally engage with science and, and, and facts. So when somebody sort of says, I've saved, you know, if you do this, you'll save five tons of carbon. You know, is that good? Is that bad? You know, is, is that a lot? Is, you know, I don't think going around telling people how much carbon they're going to save does it at all. I'm sorry to say, you know, so marketers, so sec, first thing, marketers cut through. Secondly, marketers can tell stories. Um, and third thing comes back to my point about the value chain is marketers understand brand and they know that brand opportunities and threats to their brand can come from anywhere. It's not just within your organization. You know, if your if your organization is whiter than white or greener than green, but you've got unethical sourcing or or you encourage bad consumer behavior. Marketers understand that you can't sort of go, well, you know, my business is fine. We're, we're carbon neutral or whatever people have signed up to, you know, or we, we you know, ethically, you know, sound. If there's problems in their supply chain or if they, they encourage bad behavior in distribution or in customer use, then they know that undermines their brand, their their product in the eyes of the of the of a of a customer or in the eyes of fellow fellow citizens. So so those three points, cutting through, telling stories, understanding brand, I think are fundamental to this whole issue of 
sustainable marketing or marketing sustainability and we we can do that we as marketers can can help with that and that's that 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 is really important every time i kind of talk to you but also some of the other people who i'm sort of having these debates and conversations with i feel like i'm just getting that one little step closer to seeing this and actually thinking do you know actually yeah i get it i kind of understand it it just feels we've just got to be talking more about it not yeah. just thinking it's one of those things that oh yeah yeah it's in the media or oh yeah yeah that marketer over there is talking about it and yeah i'm kind of interested but kind of not it feels like and, I, and i'm just talking from personal experience here the more we talk about it the more this becomes real it becomes a reality yeah. I, just, I just love those three little things that you've suggested there because now i'm thinking hey storytelling i don't have to actually make any i don't actually achieve anything i've just got to begin and start telling the stories yeah. of that little start yeah. early steps and, and, in the journey and one of the, one of the one of the things we recommend marketers to do in our sustainability toolkit is to go out and start the conversations or join the conversations in your organization because there are probably either formally or informally there are probably people passionate and doing something about this in your organization now and they could really use a marketer's skills and a marketer's toolkit to take that to take that further so so you don't have to necessarily start your own train or start your own wagon you can you can join the bandwagon you know you can get on board and help that train go faster um, there there are things like that that marketers could do tomorrow um and and yeah i mean the, and, and make a difference straight away and start that 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 journey and start that learning process and not think and i might have said this already not think that you have to come up with a complete plan before you start because the important thing about us all talking more about this as well as doing stuff is to realize that none of us know everything about this i will be the first to admit this is still something that you know I'm learning stuff every day, whether it's from talk, you know, conversations with you or other colleagues, whether it's following experts on on um, LinkedIn, whether it's through, you know, seeking out new resources that I can find online and kind of go, oh yeah, that's interesting. You know, there's there's something, you know, we all we all as professionals, I think sometimes feel that if we get involved in the conversation we're slightly wary because we think that everybody else knows a ton more about this than we do that in this subject area is absolutely not the case so get involved in the conversation but and please 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 don't think that you're on the bottom rung of the ladder of the ladder and everybody else is sort of you know up at the roof because that is not the case we're all scrabbling on those first few rungs you know there's a long way to go and a long way that we can all progress and none of us professionally or personally have ever been here before no. this is the point and i think it's just a lovely point nigel you're making there because it is all so so new 
really for yes, every yes. single person on this planet. Nobody's got this blueprint and it's hid, kind of hidden away. There's the answer and you've got to try and unlock it. It's like we're all figuring it out together. Yeah, yeah. So being curious, telling the stories, taking those first steps. This is not rocket science. You can make games if you're listening to Nigel here, you know, using the toolkit. So just, just beginning and being curious. And I, ju yeah, I just love absolutely. the simplicity of that. Unpacking at a simplistic level is the way to begin. We don't have to go for that, as you say, 100% perfect mega plan. It's not That is not the way this is going no. to come out, is it, at all? No, no. So no, in, no. in the next few years then, so let's, let's, let's think about Nigel's crystal ball here. If Nigel was looking in his crystal ball for five years' time, you know, I know there's a lot of people talking about X, Y, Z on 2030 and all these, you know, great political yeah, yeah. kind of goals and targets and everything. But let's look at a, a commercial reality. What What is your big dream for, say, five years time? How is this space going to look different? How will marketers have made progress? What will kind of what will it look like? Well, I think you will see. Um, whether whether this is whether this is um badged as sustainability or or whether it's badged as you know a more ethical purpose or whether it's incorporated more into organizational values i don't really mind how that how that is that is presented and i'm sure it will be presented in a lot of different ways but i think as I said near the beginning, I think you what you will find is it will be absolutely at the heart of what any organization and every marketer does. It won't be, oh, and by the way, this is what we're doing on um, social value, or this is what we're doing on a just transition, or this is what we're doing on corporate responsibility, or this is what we're doing on climate. You know, there's all this sort of core stuff which is about our organization and our business and then you know all this sustainability stuff is coming on its but it's but it's on the outside it'll be right at the heart of of an organization and it's and its sense of purpose and i think that you will see that and i i believe we will see that irrespective of the size and sophistication of an organization it's not something that we've talked about very much yet but i think there's a feeling at the moment that this is something that is the the responsibility or the territory of big business and big government and that if you're unilever or if you're coca-cola or if you're marks and spencers then you've got the resources to be able to do this but if you're you know a small business or a high street it firm or whatever it is you don't have to worry about it you know the the big guys will do it and you know you don't have the we don't have the resources or we don't have the time or or whatever it might doesn't it impact us because we're sort of small business and we i think you're going to see that cascade right through right through the economy right through all organizations so as marketers whether you're part of a you know huge marketing team in a global multinational or whether you're a sole a sole marketer a small agency a team of two or three 
I think this is going to be just as relevant to you as if you're you're, you're you know you, you're running a global global brand. And I think that is the that is the change that we are. That's the change that we're going to see. You know, this topic is very live, is very relevant for those big multi big multinationals. They're not all necessarily translating ideas into action, but at least they're thinking about it. They're having the conversations. They've got the plan. They're, they're developing the plans. I think that is going to cascade out right through right through the economy. That's the that's the that's the change that we're going to see um, over the next over the next. And that 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 might come because of consumer consumer demand. It might come because of citizens put the pressure on government to to, to regulate and enforce. It might uh, it might come through a smaller or a medium-sized organization being part of the supply chain of a much bigger sort of global multinational. It'll come from all of those aspects, but I think irrespective of where you are, whoever you are a marketing professional for, it's going to become part of central to your to, to your skill set, central to your conversations, central to what you what you deliver. So there's your call to arms, marketers. Now is the time to begin. Nigel has whipped you up to a frenzy of interest and uh, curiosity, and he's given you the toolkit. We've said there's Mindful Collective. We've said marketingcollege.com. You can you can get all the support you need. So get, get in touch with both Nigel or myself um, if you need any kind of further support or if you've got some ideas about all the things that we've talked about here because this is a collaborative journey. But the key thing that I'm taking away from this conversation is Nigel is telling us just make a start. Yeah. You do not have to get the definitive plan, just make a start. And I, I, that in lots of ways is is the solution to yeah, this challenge of marketing sustainability. Honest if you're honest if you're transparent if you if you communicate well that you're to, to use a hackneyed phrase on a journey you're not you're not saying you've got it done you're not saying you know everything right then people will accept that you can make mistakes as well um, and i think it, it's an area where people are a little bit scared of making mistakes they think they have to get it right you know be perfect first time you don't have to be make a start make some mistakes learn continue improve use those skills um and and it'll be fun 